get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Saluton, Estes me, Tyson Saner, and I welcome, welcome you to Soundcast Land, which is where Succotash, the soundcast you're currently listening to, resides, as well as in the hearts of millions, I'm being told, so holy crap, thank you. It's a very special feeling that I will attempt to acknowledge on the regular by continuing to do more or less the same thing for as long as seems appropriate, whatever that means. Cheers to you. Last week, in episode 311, titled Moving to the Sounds of Laughter, show creator, executive producer, my co-host, and your more or less every other show host, Mark Hershon, brought you a trio of soundcast clips from the soundcast known as 5-4, that is the numeral 5, a dash, and the numeral 4, Crazy Town, Prop Culture, and Romance Road Test. Lots of entertainment to be had there, and you can find that show along with our 11 years deep archive of episodes over at www.suckatashshow.com, or pretty much wherever else soundcasts can be found and listened to, including where you found this episode. Speaking of which, this is episode 312, and I got clips for you from the soundcasts No Cover, live from Sandwich Henry Comedy Club, Gag on This podcast, and In Bed with Nick and Megan. If you're new to our show, welcome. Thank you for listening. There will be an advertisement later in the program from our 100% fake sponsor, Henderson's Pants, that should be entertaining, as they usually are. Now, on to the clips. First up, No Cover, live from Savage Henry Comedy Club, by Mark Sanders. Its show description says, At Savage Henry Comedy Club in Eureka, California, comedians and luminaries join host Mark Sanders to unwind and laugh about the goings-on in Humboldt County and the world at large. This clip is from the first episode, from May 13th, 2022, uh, entitled Condors in the Air, Scooters on the Street, and a Couple of Kinds of Comics. In its episode description, it says, On the inaugural episode, musical guest Stephanie Knowles steals our hearts with a sweet song. Comedian Jason Merritt stops by for a chat about moms, Texas, and why you shouldn't smoke meth in a cardboard box. And writer-director Rail Sidebottom recalls skateboarding in abandoned pools and working at the first comic book shop in the country. The clip features the music and comedy stylings of aforementioned inaugural guest Stephanie Knowles. I'm very excited to welcome our very first musical guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Stephanie Knowles. So, uh, it was Mother's Day the other day. And uh, let me just say, I really love your mom. Uh, Yeah, your mom and I uh, go way back. Uh, You see, your mom's really fabulous. Your mom's so fabulous that when I ate her out, she squirted glitter. (laughs) I got the first ever glacial, which if you put two and two together is a glitter facial. Um, But then I went to Planned Parenthood. Thank God for Planned Parenthood. I went to Planned Parenthood a couple of weeks later, and it turns out I got the first ever confirmed case of the Glurpees. No. Because once you (laughs) fuck with glitter, 
there's no going back. So uh, um, I'm also a drag queen, and I was uh, like taking a shit one day, and I went to wipe myself, and I was like, oh my god, where'd this glitter come from? Oh right, it's your mom's. If y'all know me now, uh, you probably have the glitter piece as well. Congratulations. You'll probably find a piece of glitter somewhere on you tonight. But, you know, I, I, I really like to woo your mom. I woo her with this song. I'm a nice guy. I want to take you on a ride. I'll hop on from behind where we go. You decide. I want a scooter, scooter, scooter to your cooter, 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 baby. Oh, yeah. I want a scooter, scooter, scooter to your cooter, 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 baby. Oh, yeah. I want a scoot, scoot, scoot. To that toot, toot, toot. Unless you don't want me to, then I'll say okay. And I'll step on the brakes, cause I'm not a douchebag. I want a scooter, scooter, scooter to your cooter, 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 baby. Thank you, that was brilliant. Thank you. I've been dreaming of that for so long. That's a right. thank you for letting that, me do that. <laughs> thank you guys. Woo, Stephanie Nolder. Transition. <laughs> oh, thank Whoa. you. What an excellent way to start the show, to start the entire program. To scooter to so your the, all's the bar, the bar is high. You, I feel like you brought scooters to this town because you started singing the song, and then now all of a sudden I'm seeing scooters all up in the streets. Oh, was, I, was this was this part of the plan? Uh, yeah, I tried to ride it into the club that night because I wanted to ride up to the stage. But then I was like, I got partway in and I'm like, no, my brain kicked in. I'm riding an electric thing through here. And I'm like, that's not a good idea. And I decided to turn back around. And then I like ended my ride. And it just, I guess, never turned off. And so it sat out there on the whole show. <laughs> and then I'm like trying to figure out how to uh, make it not like to make it stop because I wrote it for free back to the <laughs> shanty. And um, they, I called them and they're like, you nope, there's nothing we can do for you. They're like, sorry, you are good. You you ended your ride. It shows that you ended your ride. You just leave it. And uh, we'll take care of it. Huh. And I'm like, oh, so you're not going to turn it off? She's like, nothing we can do. <laughs> and I'm like, that thing's going to be caught on before I finish this beer. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> so, sorry. Oh, man. Don't, uh, I, I'm not to blame. So. Somebody's going to start like a racing league in the Walmart parking lot. It's just stolen scooters going around in circles i'm amazed it hung out out front of the show that whole night it did yeah well sunday so light crowd i guess still i mean i literally had a bag of dirt get stolen off of my porch in less than an hour 
<laughs> an actual yeah. bag of dirt. It wasn't even useful dirt. It was specifically formulated Venus flytrap dirt that will kill any other plant. It was nutrient-free, um, retains way too much moisture for any sane plant. You Shit. have to eat bugs to survive as a plant if you're in this soil. And that lasted less than an hour on my porch. Yet this fully functional, fully charged electric scooter hung out on the street yeah it hung out all night sure. and then like i rode it back and i was uh, telling everyone <laughs> free scooter rides <laughs> uh, and it was gone by the time i left the bar if it was not huh. gone my promise my, to myself was like i'm drinking this one beer if it's still there i'm fucking riding all the way to the carson mansion <laughs> i'm gonna see how long the battery goes <laughs> if it dies you can get one of those horse carriages to take you home yes the show does not currently seem to have a dedicated Twitter account, but you can find Stephanie Knowles on Twitter at Steph Knows Jokes. That is at capital S-T-E-P-H, capital K-N-O-W-S, lowercase J-O-K-E-S. The host, Mark Sanders, can be found at MarkSanders9853, that is all lowercase M-A-R-K-S-A-N-D-E-R-S, the numerals 9, 8, 5, and 3. Savage Henry Mag can be found on Twitter at capital S-A-V-A-G-E-H-E-N-R-Y-M-A-G, and the website for the show is indicated here as being at anchor.fm, and that is anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, dot F-M, forward slash, Mark hyphen Sanders 1, or M-A-R-K dash S-A-B-E-R-S, and the numeral 1. Next up, gag on this podcast. From Big Nick. Its show description says, A radio DJ, a budding comedian, and a stand-up dad get together each week to interview local comedians comedians about their life in comedy, their views of the local scene, and we have them enter the, quote, comic studio, unquote. We also discuss random topics and crack jokes with our guests, and sometimes ask the audience to join in on the fun. The clip I've selected is from show from May 9th, 2022, which is episode 181, called Gutting the Sacred Sinky with Kevin Guti. The description says, The gang is joined by comedian Kevin Guti. We talk about his podcast, Gutting the Sacred Cow, and fantasy football jibber-jabber. We chat about sports, him creating comics watching comics, doing comedy for a sweet 16 B-Day part. He enters the comics studio. We chat celebrities on Cameo and tons more. This is Tyson talking now. Full disclosure, some time ago, I was contacted by Kevin Guti, who showed interest in coming on Suckatash to chat and discuss comics watching comics, which I did actually watch many episodes of immediately following our first exchange. I then completely dropped the ball and did not follow up on formally inviting him onto Suckatash or try to work out scheduling issues either of us might have had at the time. That is completely on me, and I am sorry that I flaked. Mr. Guti has a standing invitation to be a guest on Succotash should he still have the faintest interest in doing so after being treated so poorly. I'm trying to be better. In this clip, guest Kevin Guti explains what Comics Watching Comics is and notes some of the influence it has had on new comedians. So I do want to talk about um, this awesome thing that uh, you did. Um, hopefully it comes back. Comets, com- comets, comics, watching comics. Did you watch it when it was out? I heard of it, and then oh, I was like, holy That's shit. really good. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I really did, because when I told Rob that, you know, we booked you, I was like, holy shit, this guy created comics watching comics. Like, I fucking heard of that. And then I really? watched them. Yeah. And then I was shocked, like, eight fucking seasons? Damn. Oh, wow. That's good. On Amazon, yeah. 
first first four were on YouTube, and then I, then I got it on Amazon. I got all of them after that. Yeah, I would love to bring it back. I would love to bring it back, except I'm not going to be footing the bill for it. I, it's the time to find a production company or TV channel to foot the bill for me, and then I can get a bigger name, make a glitzier production, bigger stage, all that shit. Uh, I would love to do it. I had a ball doing that. It was so much fun. I I kind of, you know, I, I was a major as a TV and film major in college, but that was a fucking crash course into the shit they don't talk about, which is pitching and doing things to get it out there. And then obviously social media was not around in the late nineties. when I was in college dating myself. I don't give a shit, but <laughs> it's uh, it, it, it was a great experience. I had a lot of friends, a lot of fun. And uh, I hope it translated well to those people who watched it and learned stuff from it. Most importantly, my, my producer, her name's Lynn Palladino. She was on season, oh, fuck, is she seven? No, seven, whatever. Who cares? She, uh, <laughs> she, she's in the army. I, she's one of my very good friends in comedy. She's in the army. She had, she had deployed to Iraq and she would just always, you know, hit me up on Facebook Messenger like, hey, when's a new season dropping? Because she, she showed me when she got back. She had fucking notebooks filled with notes from the show of uh, the pearls that were sometimes dropped. And people were like, hey, man, I learned a lot from this. Thank you. And people who are not even comics were like, this is great. Because, again, the idea – for those of you who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, I'm sorry. I should probably should have probably painted this picture a little bit better. Or maybe Nick should have, you piece of shit. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, I just lob it up. You're the one that hit out the I know. Part, you're right. You're right. I fouled that one off. So – it, it, think of Last Comic Standing meets Mystery Science Theater 3000. What we did was we taped a bunch of comedians doing – I would say early-ish to intermediate comics doing five minutes. We taped about 25 comics per season. We taped two seasons in one day. <laughs> and then we would uh, take the footage to my house where I'd have a panel of more uh, successful, more tenured comics than me sit there on my couch. We'd watch. We'd, we'd watch their footage. We'd critique. We'd praise. We'd offer advice. Um, like, oh, that joke's great, but you know, it'd be little, make it just a 10. It's in the eight or nine now, but make it a 10 is boom. Or that joke's fucking gold, man. That, that, that's, that's great. Or we'd shit on people sometimes, like, just, and just rip them apart. But there's a lot of ba- uh, inter couch banter. The ball busting on the couch was great. So basically, the idea is we show people at home, first of all, it ain't easy doing this at all. And it's not just, oh, you watch fucking. I was going to say found, but he's not funny. Letterman and said, oh, you, you memorized like a two jokes Letterman said. And then you go to the office cooler the next day and you recite them and people laugh, not knowing, A, you stole material and B, that you sure shit didn't write it. And saying, it's this is the hardest thing anyone can do and how much time it takes and uh, the sacrifice and all the unsexy horse shit that is associated with comedy and just – and we told the, the, the comics and my, we, we told stories like on the road or the other you know, crowds or gig stories. So, again, this is just us pulling the curtain back, kind of, sh- you know, peeling back the layers of the onion and showing the whole story of comedy. So, again, a lot of people who are not in comedy are like, wow, I had no fucking clue. And the idea, again, was to show like the people at home when the com- if you're at a comedy show, the comics from the back, this is how they are talking while the show is going on. So, yeah, it was on Amazon for eight seasons, and I'd love to get on a network now. So for all of you listening out there, looking for a production company and a network. So let's tango. You say eight seasons. They only, they only pull up two on on Google. So, yeah. Because it was on Amazon, but now it's off. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but I'm you can still about, catch it on YouTube. 
some of the some of the clips you can. I, I'm lazy. It's just uploading <laughs> to you, uploading to YouTube is a time. I have to upload the episode, my my, my gutting the sacred cow episode every week. Now think about going to upload. I don't know, twelve episodes per season, eight seasons, and then tagging it and putting all that in there. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking time yeah. that I don't have. So you can find the show on Twitter at gagonthis underscore pod, which is capital G-A-G, capital O-N, capital T-H-I-S, underscore capital P-O-D. Kevin Guti can be reached on Twitter at Kevin Guti, that is capital K-E-V-I-N, capital G-O-O-T-E-E. Big Nick can be found at the Big Nick J, which is capital T-H-E, capital B-I-G, capital N-I-C-K, capital J. Rob can be found at up underscore dads, which is lowercase up underscore lowercase d-a-d-s. Sharon can be found at capital A, capital S, E-R-I-O-U-S-P-R-O-D-U-C-T. Danny D can be found at radchick forever, that is capital R-A-D-C-H-I-C-K, the numeral four, and lowercase e-v-e-r. And all the other host info and other social media can be found at the website, www.gagonthispodcast.com that is www.gagonthispodcast dot com Friends, are you tired of people not taking notice of you or the way you dress no matter how much hard-earned cash you spend? Or maybe it's time for a change. A change of pants, that is. Now you can dress to depress with a pair of Henderson's passive-aggressive pantaloons. When you want your trousers to make a statement, but not enough of one to get much notice, except secretly you really do want people to notice, of course, well, you're ready for our passive-aggressive pantaloons. Designed with your hang-ups in mind, these pants are designed to take every backhanded compliment and veiled threat with a 50-50 twirl blend of mixed resentment and secret relief. And Henderson's passive-aggressive pantaloons are perfect for those dressy occasions where you wish you'd worn something more formal, yet you're keenly aware of how jealous everyone else is because of how cool and comfortable you look. Passive-aggressive pantaloons are just part of Henderson's new mental instability line. Joining our narcissism slacks, obsessive-compulsive denims, sleep-disorder seersuckers, and delusions of grandeur gabardines. Originally designed for headcases like Emperor Norton, Charlie Manson, and the White House Chiefs of Staff, Henderson's passive-aggressive pantaloons are available wherever the walls are padded and the doors only open from the outside. That's Henderson's, making pants like crazy since 1100 and squinge, and now back to Succotash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. And finally, In Bed with Nick and Megan from Earwolf and Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Its show description says, Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman have been a couple for 20 years, 138 years in Hollywood time, and in their brand new podcast, they take listeners directly into their bed, because that's where every episode is recorded, their bed. Cozying up with their famous friends, your favorite couple, provide a funny, revealing, and very candid look into their relationship and life at large. In some episodes, they'll even kick the guest out of the bed and get extra personal in what some have called the most searing and rawly sexual conversations ever to burn their way through a voice recorder. Oh yes, it's that good. Join Megan and Nick for some serious pillow talk. This clip is from a show from August 30th, 2020, some time ago. It's called Checking In with Jamie Lee Curtis and Christopher Guest. 
Its description says, Jamie Lee Curtis and Christopher Guest get into virtual bed with Nick and Megan to discuss Nerf Ouija boards, their first date, and meeting the Dalai Lama. There's a terrific story very early on about how Jamie Lee Curtis and Christopher Guest met. I did not clip that for this show. I chose instead to go with a clip of the group having a discussion that begins with sharing experiences in the theater and the early days of cable TV programming. Well, I don't know why, why this just popped into my head, but did either one of you do theater I mean, Jamie Lee, probably not, because you're such a Hollywood baby. And I don't stay up that late. Uh, <laughs> you do go I, to bed really early. Yeah. I did a lot of theater. I grew up in New York City, going back and forth between New York City and London with my family. And I did a lot of theater in New York when I started, when I was in my late teens. Hmm. For many years, I did theater off-Broadway and on-Broadway before I did other things. As an actor. And then how did you get into writing and directing? Was that just something that came naturally? I start when I was, uh, how old was I? I was 22. I started working at the National Lampoon. It was the first year of that magazine. And we started doing albums, record albums, which I did, wrote and co-wrote music for, singing comedy as well. And then that morphed into a off-Broadway play, which I co-wrote called Lemmings. And then uh, it, it occurred to me that I was doing more than one thing. And then eventually that organically moved into me doing everything. And in my films, which I co-write typically, uh, I also do a lot of the music and I'm in them and I direct them. And so it's kind of, ended up being what I do. You did a, a sort of a Kind Hearts and Coronets film called, a noir called... Called Dead Ringer. Dead Ringer, where yes, he... Yes, which was not seen. Right, but you but, made that for what reason? Uh, ego? <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm serious. Like, oh, what, for what reason? Well, I mean, well, like I felt you... that it's something I wanted to try to do. I played all the parts. Right, I... but I mean, you clearly produced it. It's yeah. it's, it's got, it's yeah. shot like a noir. It's yeah. costume. I don't know. I guess I thought, even as a kid, because I, I did all these different voices and played music, that that was just a natural thing for me to do, maybe. But did you make that? Don't. Don't. don't I got surprised. I know. But did you make that? As a short, that yes, you would. Yes, a short. No, I understand. Did you plan on it being seen by people? It was seen on cable. When ah, ca remember okay. when cable? Well, you're probably too young to remember this. The, the young people that are interviewing us, but <laughs> the, when cable was cable, it wasn't what cable is now. Well, they didn't even call it cable anymore. I don't know what they call it, but there was there was something called uh, cable, which was really out there. It was just the most bizarre programming. Uh, anyone could throw stuff up there. So you had people doing interview shows, crazy interesting, mostly bad, but funny stuff. And there was a so-called network, which I can't remember the name of, and a group of people I knew, we did a bunch of things, Rob Reiner, Billy Crystal, and I put together a, about an hour of material, and it was on one of those things. And it was the only way you could do that. There was no HBO. There was no Showtime. There was nothing else. It was. I missed that because it was really goofy. It was. Do you know Skippy Lowe? Do you know who that is? Mm -mm. No. You should look up or write down Skip E. Lowe, Skippy Lowe, because he had an interview show 
uh, <laughs> that would be worth your diving into. <laughs> I remember in New York, there were all those crazy cable access shows. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And yeah. in the 90s, because I did a couple of Broadway shows in the 90s, and there, you know, all this other stuff that we have now didn't exist yet. And so I remember yes. watching a lot of those. It's fascinating. It was fascinating. Well, I, I don't know if anyone's archived them. It started in the 70s, probably in the mid 70s, these things popped up and you could give them three dollars. And essentially you could buy a little studio time. And it was uh, it was amusing, shall we say. Remember, there was that woman. Did she do restaurant reviews? I don't know. Oh, there was an odd woman. I remember she just sort of sat there and talked to the camera. Do you remember that one? I don't, but there were h hundreds of them. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where that showed. There were a lot of so, sex, sex ones. There was yeah, a lot. No, of, that was a separate thing. That was a different. Oh, that was different. That got later in the evening. It suddenly went right into, right into the heart of it, as we say. It went deep, deep into uh, uh, crotchless panty world. Yeah, right. mm. And that was actually the title of the show. That <laughs> That's was, a great, uh, it's a catchy yeah. title. Um, yeah. Maybe you guys should cons reconsider the name of your new puppet show, mm. Crotchless Panty World 2. There's not been an episode of In Bed with Nick and Megan released since the season one finale dropped on September 13th, 2020. But maybe one day there will be again. Megan Mulally can be found on Twitter. Megan Mullally, that is capital M-E-G-A-N, capital M-U-L-L-A-L-L-Y. Nick Offerman can be found on Twitter at capital N-I-C-K underscore capital O-F-F-E-R-M-A-N. Christopher Guest does not appear to be on Twitter. And Jamie Lee Curtis is on Twitter at all lowercase J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E-C-U-R-T-I-S. In addition, I'd like to point out that she's involved with a charity called My Hand in Yours, on which, on its website, it says, My Hand in Yours, LLC, donates 100% of the proceeds generated from the sale of every product to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. And that can be found at myhandinyours.com or all lowercase m-y-h-a-n-d-i-n-y-o-u-r-s dot com. Hey there! Welcome to the end of the episode. I do hope you found some interest and or entertainment in the roughly half hour of your life that you spent listening to us Maybe you will search out these shows to add to your to-listen-to queue for further exploration. Maybe you've already heard one or more of the shows featured on this program and were curious to hear specifically what we chose to share with other people. Maybe you would have chosen a different portion. Those are a great many maybes indeed, but they are only as good as their ability to signify that probabilities are being speculated upon. At least that's what it looks like from where I'm sitting. Another difficult thing is finding a graceful way to transition to a plug for my website over at www.tysonsander.com, where you will find links to all my other projects, including other soundcasts, music, video game gaming videos of various sorts on my YouTube channel, over a hundred now, actually, with a more or less steady release of content lately, and maybe a few surprises. That joke is for fans of Lucasfilm from approximately 1997. Anyway, listen in right here next week for episode 313 or 313, brought to you by Mark Hershon. And then, most likely, I will be back in two weeks with episode 314. So, until then, be decent to each other. And if someone should ask you if you've heard anything good or interesting lately, and we come to mind, won't you please pass the succotash? 
You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast, with your host, Tyson Sainer. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com. On Stitcher. On iHeartRadio. On YouTube. On SoundCloud. And wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production. <laughs>